Praise God. What can I say? Texas, very hot, Moscow cold. So I'm trying to say that uh, big greetings from cold Russia to hot Texas. We love you. My name is Papi Kabuya. So um, I'm not alone today. I have my wife here, Julia. Um, we've been married for 15 years. We have two kids. <clears throat> my firstborn is 11. He's a boy. The second one is a girl. She's eight. So we thank God for them, and we thank God for Pastor, for his wife, for his heart. You know, sometimes in our life, just you can meet someone, and you feel just a clue. You feel that this is the right person. So I would like to thank God for your Pastor. He's a good man. God loves you, and he loves us. I would like to share with you a word today. Uh, I'm not good enough in titles, but I will try. This morning I was saying uh, at Pastor Dillon Church, I say, I try to use the word paradox. In French we say paradox. Please suffer from my English, Russian, French. Okay? So I would like you to be very attentive. Please, if you can, if you have your Bibles, please open with me the book, uh, I mean the third epistle of John. The third letter of John, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says here, This letter is from John the Elder. I am writing to Gaius, my dear friend, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Good word, right? So a desire is that the person has to be healthy, has to be, I know that, we like money. That main person has to be wealthy, healthy, and whatever. Right? So when we get to Psalm chapter 82, verse 6 and 7, the Bible says here, Psalm 82, verse 6 and 7, I say you are gods. You are all children of the Most High. But you will die like mere mortals and fall like every other ruler. God is saying that you have to be God and you have to do this and that. Good promise. So, we can open again the book of Joshua, chapter 1, chapter one verse 3 and 4. Joshua, chapter 1, 3 and 4. The Bible says here, I promise you that, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land and I have given you. From the negative witness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of Etite. Very good. All these promises God has given to me. So I am the one who is going to conquer this world. Wherever I go, I know that God is going to be in front of me. So I'm already a winner. That's very good, right? So please open again the book of Joshua. Book of Joshua. Chapter 7, from 1 to 13. But Israel already the instruction about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. 
Akan was the son of Carmi, a descendant of Zimri, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah. Joshua sent some of his men from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near Bethlehem. When they returned, they told Joshua, there is no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more men. It won't take uh, more than two or three thousand men to attack I. Since there are so few of them, don't make all our people struggle to go up there. So approximately two thousand warriors went uh, were sent, but they were sad, uh, soundly defeated. The men of I chased the Israel from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about thirty-six who were retreating down the slope. I'll just to stop here. Sometimes when you win something in your life, you begin to rely on yourself. So if you can read the chapter 6 before this chapter, you will see that Joshua and Israel, they won the land of Jericho. So I made it today. Tomorrow is my day. I don't care about God. I'm going to do it by himself. I would like to remind one thing today. You are the branch. God is divine. If you are not, I mean, attached to him, you are going to lose. What you have today is not as the Bible says, it's not by might and by power, but by his spirit. You have to remember that God is the one who gives you strength today. Let's go ahead. Chased Israel from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36, 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israel were paralyzed with fear, and this turn of event, and their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their heads and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you are going to let the Amorite kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now? The Israel has fled from the, its enemies. For when the Canaanite and all the other people living in the land here about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be part of for me. And they have not only stolen, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why Israel are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself had, has been set, uh, set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart from destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. God has given you a word, has given you a promise. I get this promise for me. But there is one thing I would like to remind you today. God has already done his part. The rest is about you and me. We have to move. God say you don't have to sin. You know, I would like to tell you one thing today. God is limited. Someone can ask me, hi. Oh, wow. God is not limited. God is limited by your sanctity. I don't know if I speak the word. So God is God of sanctity. I don't know the word here, sanctity. Do you have such a word? That means God is saint. So when you sin, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter uh, uh, 59, 
verse 1 and, and, and 2, the, the, the arm of God is not short, but your sins, my sins, just hinders God to make, I mean, the second path. Amen. So God has given you a word, that means you have to do your part. So part is just work with him, I mean, in a good harmony. Is to do what he's asking you to do. Amen. So why, God, I mean, despite all these promises, why some things, I mean, why, why we, we some, we, sometimes we defeat our life. What, what's wrong here? We begin just to blame God, to charge him, to accuse God. So why this happened in my life? Why this in my life? Uh, not long ago, I was talking with a sister on the phone. She was complaining, 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 and complaining. Why my life is this and this? I asked her, excuse me, sister, please. Have you ever tried to control your own life? What, what things are going such a way in your life? Why? You know, sometimes it's easy to show, I mean, to, that's to, to point out someone. But we forgot about our three fingers. They just come back to us. You say, that you, you, you. And how about this one? You point out God. Why this happened in my life? Did the same here, Joshua. God, he was lying on his face. Just, just get up. What's wrong with you here? You have to check yourself first. Check yourself. Please open for me the book of Isaiah. I thank God for this brother who was reading here. Isaiah chapter 45. From verse... 8 to 11. The Bible says here, Isaiah, chapter 55, from 8 to 11. My thoughts are nothing like your thought, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Just for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thought higher than your thought. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the, it is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruits. It will, it will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So this is the word, a wonderful word God is saying. So I send my word. But what's wrong here? That means something is wrong with me. Something is wrong with me. Somewhere, I don't behave. I don't do what God is asking me to do. So what can I do here? Please open for me the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 29. Second Chronicles. Chapter 29. I would like to, uh, to read from the verse 3 to 19, but you can do it. I'm in home. I'm just trying to stop at verse 11, from 3 to 11. From 3 to 11, Second Chronicles chapter, chapter 29. The Bible says here, In the very first month of the first year of his reign, Ezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. He summoned the priests and Levites to meet him at the courtyard east of the temple. He said to them, listen to me, you Levites. Purify yourselves 
and purify the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all the defiled things from the sanctuary. Our ancestors were unfaithful and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned the Lord and his dwelling place. They turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors of the temple's entry room and they snuffed out the lamps. They stopped burning incense and presenting burnt offering at the sanctuary of the God of Israel. That is why. Can you see that? Verse uh, uh, 8. That is why the Lord's anger had fallen upon Judah and Jerusalem. He had made them an object of dread, horror, and ridicule, as you can see with your own eyes. Because of this, our fathers are, have been killed in battle, and our sons and daughters and wives have been captured. But now I will make a covenant. But now I will make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that, these, so that his fierce anger will turn away from us. My sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. The Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to lead the people in worship and present offerings to him. Amen. I would like just to point out three points here, two moments here, emphasize three points here. Verse 11, the Bible says, my sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. This is the first point. Do not neglect. Do not be negligent. When we say the word neglect, negligent, that means someone knows something, but he doesn't want to do it. When God says, do not neglect, that means you have already been warned. So he told you what to do, but you don't want to do it. I would like to tell you, in such a situation, you are the loser. Because God can find someone to raise up. He can find someone to do your job today. It's a big privilege for you to do, I mean, in a quick way. To do it quickly when God asks ask you something to do. He's saying here, do not neglect. The word when he say here, my sons, it means the step or the level of love toward these people. So here, the king, Ezekiah, shows his people that he really loves them. You know, we heard at the conference, we were in Colorado, Pastor Bin Musa was uh, 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 talking about love. So we have one motivation. Here, if you do not love God, you will not do what he's asking you to do. Ezekiah here is saying, my sons. It means that he really loves them. God is saying today, my daughter, my son, please do it. Do not neglect this what I'm asking you to do. It's for your own good. Who is from Africa here? Praise God. She's going to understand what I'm going to say now. The king here, he was just 25 when he got to the power. He didn't say, okay, my father did that. Anyway, I don't care about it. I'm going to continue. But he's going to repair. In Africa, when people, I mean, when uh, it comes, I mean, the time just to step down, okay, you have done your four years, that's all. 
is they, they, they want just to change the power. They want to change the constitution just to keep the power. But they don't change the way of living of people. But this man come. He, he, he just he saw how the people used to live. How they, they were defeated in their body. They say, we have to make a new covenant. No matter how your parents used to live. But you are a new, a new creature. You are a new one in the Lord. Do not neglect. God is asking you to not neglect what he's asking you to do today. You have to move. You have to go ahead. It's very important. I would like to tell you one thing. I was at school. I was about 13 or 14. So we used to live in the capital. But the school was about 500 kilometers from, the, from my house. So me and my elder brother, my mom used to send us there just to study. So my teacher was a Catholic. They, uh, in, I mean, all of them. One of the one who was teaching French, he, he knew my level. So once I didn't got, I mean, I didn't get good marks. You know what he did? He just took me to his office and he began how do you spank to beat me? She knows about that in Africa. It's not like here when you tell someone, ah, police, whatever. Okay. So he told me, I know your level. It's this is not your marks. You you should do you should do more. Because of what? I just, I was negligent. We fell in our life because we are just negligent. It's not about, we, it's, we cannot say, I don't know this. No, we know that. We know that. This man, Pastor, uh, 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 Pastor Black, has been teaching here for many, many years. And most of us here, we know about that. But sometimes we say, oh, Pastor is not here. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. So you don't have to do that. I mean, in his presence. You don't serve Pastor. You serve the Lord. You serve the Lord. The Bible says in Habakkuk, we have in French Habakkuk. <laughs> Do you have Habakkuk in English? <laughs> Praise God. Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. The Bible says, I will climb up. To my watch over and stand at my guard post. You are here at your guard post. It's your place here. This is your church. This is your church. This is your house. You know, I don't like the word, this, this is our church. No. This is my church. This is my place. When everyone is us, I mean, of us begin to say that this is my church, my church, so it comes our church, we try to, care, to take care of it. Don't neglect what God has given to you. Don't do that. He said that I was, he said, I climb up to my watch hour and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plan your tablet so that the runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems uh, slow, in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. It will not be delayed. It's your time. Please do not neglect it. What is going? What is God? What God is asking you to do? The second point I would love to say here: the Bible says, "Is the Bible says here? He said here 
in uh, verse 11 in Second Chronicles here, chapter 29, we are reading with you. My sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. The Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence to minister to him. To minister to him, the second point. That means to be his servant. What means to be a servant of God? We don't, know, we, we, we don't see God. We see people. So to serve God means to serve people. Our Christian life is cross. Relation with God, relation with people. I don't see God. I will show my love towards God through people. Please open with me uh, the book, uh, I mean, uh, the letter to Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, from 1 to 11. Philippians chapter 2, from 1 to 11. The Bible says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? All your heart tender and compassion? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look at only for your own interest, but take an, in, uh, an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Through, although uh, he was God, he, didn't, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He, he took the humble position of a slave. And was born as a human being when he appeared in a human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wonderful. This is what is the attitude of Christ. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So we have to be servant of God through people. We had a good talk with a pastor in Moscow, a Russian pastor. We were talking, he told me that, you know, I spoke with that brother. He told me he, ha he, 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 he didn't have to be accountable to another person. I love God. My business is between me and God. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. So my business, my problem is between me and my problem is between me and God. No. So when we serve God, we have to serve people. We have to love them. You know, Pastor Black is here. Sometimes just people come to the church because of they saw how we take care of them. Right, Pastor? People need to be taken care of. So just, you can, you can speak to a man and say, you know, God loves you. But he doesn't see God. He sees you. He doesn't see God. He sees you. So he wants to feel this love, I mean, through you. You have to show him. You have to, to, to be his servant. You have to be his servant. But what happens? The Bible says in John chapter uh, 13, verse, John chapter 13, verse 33, uh, 34 and 33. Five, the Bible says here, 
25 and 24. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. You, you, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You are my disciples. What, what happens very often? We behave like the priest, like the Levite. Okay? Luke chapter 10, right? So the man was lying. He said, it's not my business. I'm a pastor. I don't have time for him. Okay. I'm pastor's wife. I, no, no. He's not for me. Just, I just pass by. It's not my time, you know. I have great things to do. But you have to know that. If God could see you the way you see other people, you would be outside. You would be outside. We are here because someone took care of us. Because someone served us. Because someone prayed for us. I would like to tell you one thing. I was about four or five years. My grandma used to take me to the church. Used to take me to the church. I would like to tell you one thing here. Mothers and fathers, please take your children to the church. Take to the church. It's very important. They can't just, you got, they can't just go, I mean, for a time, just away. But the seed is already in them. John the Baptist, the Baptist what the Bible says in John, uh, John chapter 1 verse uh, 29. He said, look, the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sin of the world. So when people come to us, we have to show them Jesus Christ. This is the real love. It's the way we have to take care of other people. This is the way we have to take care of other people. It's very important for us. The last point today, the Bible says here, 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says here, My sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. The Lord has chosen you to, uh, uh, to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to lead the people in worship and, pres and present offerings to him. This, the last point is to present offerings to him. What it means? It means to pray. The last point is to pray. The first point, do not neglect. The second point, to minister or to be a servant. The last one is to pray. You have to pray. You can speak a word. Sometimes it doesn't work. I would like to tell you, my wife, she's not. We got married in 2002. In Russia, there is a law when you get married before getting the papers, so all the members of the family of the wife or the man or the, the, the husband, they have to sign the paper before you're getting paper. And my father-in-law didn't want to do it for a long time. Can you imagine I got married in 2002, but I get the paper, I got the paper just in 2011. Nine years. He didn't want to do it. Once I came from my job, I told my wife, you know, I'm fed up. I think this is a time. I try to do it by my own, but I think it's a time just to pray, to give it to the hands of God. You know what happened? After two weeks, he called by himself. He called by himself. He said, you know what? I would like just to, to help you to do your papers. I would like to take you one history. We are in 1999. I didn't have any paper in Moscow. It was really hard. Really hard. So, um, 
British Embassy, they uh, were making a new building in Moscow, in the center of Moscow. I took my uh, friend, one of my friends, I said, Leopold, so please let go there and we, we just try to find a job with these people. They are not from here. Maybe they can understand our situation. We came for the first time. There was a guy there, uh, his name, I still remember his name, Frank Gale. When he saw us, I don't need you here, just go away. You don't have any paper, what do you want me to do here? You want me to be fired up? I don't want to give you any job here. We left the place. We did it about one week. Just when we, get, when we got back, my friend Leopold told me, you know, man, I think it's time to pray. So please, just let's get on our knees, we'll just pray. We fasted just for three days. When I got back to that man, the one who was refusing to give me a job, it was like, uh, where is Pastor Blake? Hey, you, where have you been? Have you, I was looking for you. Where have you been? Because of what? We just pray and give the problem. I was crying like a child. I was crying like a child. So he took me to that job. I, I didn't have any paper. Outside, there were Russians with their, I mean, the passports, with education. So we have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray because sometimes things just leave our lives because of prayer. We have to pray. We have to pray. So please, the altar is open right now. The Bible says here in verse 10, but now I will make a covenant with the Lord, the Lord of Israel. This is a time for you to make a new covenant. Maybe you've been somewhere negligent. Maybe you didn't want to serve someone. Maybe you didn't want to pray for someone. Maybe you have, I mean, some problem, some problem at your house. Maybe, I mean, against your husband, against your, sometimes you can see like that. But we hate each other. We hate each other. We try to look good in the church. But when we get home, please, the Bible says here, I will make a covenant. So please, I would like to ask you today just to make a new covenant. It's between you and God. It's not between me. Don't care about I mean, the people around you. It's not their business. It's not their business. You know, we are in 2014. I was speaking with my brother on the phone. It was in July 19th. The second day in the morning, I was leaving the church. I was driving with my two kids. They called me, passed away. This is your day. Please, I beg you today to make a new covenant with the Lord Jesus. Please, the altar is open. So please, can you play something for us? Let us pray. Please, please, just stand on the feet. Let us pray together. The altar is open. If someone wants to make a new covenant with his Lord, it's your time. Father, I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking, oh Jesus, today to bless us, oh Lord Jesus. Father, we have sinned, oh Jesus. Father, we have done, oh Father, wrong things today. Father, I'm asking you today, oh Father, to heal us, oh Lord Jesus. To give us a new beginning, oh Lord Jesus. Father, oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. Father, we are asking you, Father, to bless us, oh Lord Jesus. To open our eyes, Father, to see as you want us to see, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. Father, I'm praying, oh, Father, for the church. 
I'm praying, Father, for my sisters and brothers, oh Lord Jesus. Father, bless us, oh Lord Jesus, today. We need you, oh Father. The Bible says, oh Lord Jesus, you sent your word forth, and your word, Father, healed them and sent them back from death, oh Lord Jesus. Father, I'm praying today, oh Father, for a new beginning. Father, we, oh Father, we are your children, oh Lord Jesus. Father, I'm praying, oh Lord Jesus, so that we might be blessed today. Father, we need your word, oh Lord Jesus. We need your presence, oh Lord, in our lives, oh Lord. We need your presence in our homes, Father. We need your presence in our schools, oh Lord. In our universities, oh Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, bless us. We need your Father in this country. We need you, Father. Oh, Father, for you are much less in every way, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, bless us today. We need your presence. We need your, oh, Father, your guidance. We need your direction, oh Lord Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified, oh Lord Jesus. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Father, for this wonderful country. I want to thank you, Father, for all this place. Father, I thank you for all these testimonies, Father, we heard, oh Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you for you, our Lord, oh Jesus. Father, bless. Father, bless, oh Lord. Father, bless your people, oh Lord. We have come to you, oh Jesus. We say, as Peter did, oh Lord, he said, to whom shall we go, Father? We have come to you today. We have come to you, oh Father, this evening, oh Lord. We need your presence. We thank you, Father, for you, our Lord. We thank you, Father, for our names, our week in the book of life, oh Lord Jesus. Father, I am praying for a new covenant. I am praying for my father, oh Father. I am praying, Father Jesus, oh, for my brother. I am praying, oh Father, for my sister today, oh Lord Jesus. Father, bless. Bless, oh Lord. Bless, oh Lord. Father, we thank you for blood. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Be glorified. Thank you, Father, for you, our Lord. We thank you, Father, for you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for none is like you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for your blessings, O Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Be glorified. We love you, Father. Thank you, Father, for you don't want us to be, O Father, negligent. You don't want us to be your servant, O Lord, by serving others, O Lord. You want us to pray, O Lord Jesus. Be glorified. We love and thank you. Be glorified, for you are our God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Be glorified. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. i 